Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Hello, good afternoon and welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall, a Wembley special. I'm sat sitting in the lap of luxury on a cushioned seat. Is it cushioned seats? Eh? Cushioned hey. seats, Mickey. Mickey's about the AMS with me. Cushion Good seats, mate. Imagine that. That's it. Good afternoon, listeners. I'm here with Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse. Say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. What do you make of these cushion seats? Uh, I can get used to these. Do you think when we get regenerated, we might get cushion seats too? I hope so. You know, my poles are playing up. I need the comfort. And our star guest on today's show, young rising star of the media, Stan. Welcome to the show, Stan. Hi. What's your score prediction, mate, for today? I think it's going to be 2 1 Millwall. 2 1 Millwall. I like the optimism. I like the optimism. But optimism and Millwall are strange bedfellows, aren't they, Mick? They, you know, optimism normally comes before a fall at the dead. Yeah. Do you fancy us this afternoon, Mick? I do, actually. I, I, I think hopefully Lee Gregory scores. Because yeah. if he scores, I've got an arrangement with him that okay. I get You're his shirt. Now, you? you sort of. I get his shirt if he scores. Okay. So, That's um, not as exciting as what it might be. No, but it will be for me. <laughs> well, Wembley is filling up. It's going to be up the top tier section of the Barnes the end is empty. They've not sold there for that occasion. I don't think we're entirely sold out, but we're going to have a lot more municipals in the house than the I got told this morning from um, from within, should we say, from a source, yeah, that's it, from a source, um, that we sold more than 30,000, but they don't think it's more than 31. So okay. it's between 30, 31,000 we've sold. I did see some of them sold 20, 23, 4,000. Yeah, when we... Um, it looks like that at the moment, as you look at their end, doesn't it? Yeah, when we went on sale to the general, I think we were on about 20,000. Yeah. Just over. I talk on, online yesterday about the um, hole didn't sell their allocation at the yeah, no, no, very empty. playoff. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday did, but then I suppose they've not been to Wembley for some time. No. Not to talk about prices, not to talk about the uh, the actual arrangements of our tickets have been told. We've had a bit of this with using seat tickets. Um, I was sweating on the arrival of the tickets and they arrived uh, yesterday by post. Um, I think to be fair, it wasn't, uh, as you know, obviously now that I sit on the MSC committee as yeah. well. But obviously there's certain bits you can and can't. But it wasn't... Yeah. Look, all I can say is it, it wasn't the club's call, right. um, 100%. It was down to sea tickets. Yeah. But the problem they had is that obviously the tickets were at the stadium yeah. for um, the Millwall-Bradford game. But because obviously Millwall won, they had 40,000 tickets where they had to count. Right. They were basically charged for those tickets. So, so they had time. to cook. They had to basically yeah. count them. Yeah. And then they went to see tickets, I think, Monday. Um, but it wasn't the club's fault. I know that it's so easy, and in the past we've done it as well, Tempting, yeah. to jump on the club. Yeah. But it wasn't. They, they had to count these tickets, which I think in no small feast was no. an easy job. Um, yeah, and once they were done, yeah, yeah, once they were done, they were couriered out to see tickets, I think, Monday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And then they started leaving see tickets Monday. But... See tickets do this all the time. Ticketmaster do it all the time. 
I did see facilities outside the stadium. If you haven't had your ticket, yeah. there's something to collect. I think we posted stuff. enough to say, look, there's numbers. They had a collection today from 11. I think we posted everything what needed to be posted. You can't teach someone who does this for a day-to-day -day living to suck eggs. All we have to do is say, look, it's in their hands, let them deal with it. But for once, and I know it's not often, but we have to say that the club are pretty much not at fault at this. Well, let it not be said that we're not fair and balanced on this show. But it doesn't mean that the next time we won't pick on the club. <laughs> so we're probably looking at about 53,000 or so at Wembley today. The stadium holds 80,000. Once known as a cathedral of football, I'm not sure you'd say that about the modern version. More the Ikea of uh, football nowadays, really. Uh, it's a nice place. The finish of the, of the stadium is, is, is quite, uh, quite something to see. Um, it does have some of the um, standard football stadium feel that you get in a lot of modern places now, but it's uh, it's still the home of uh, the national side. It's still called Wembley Stadium. It's still got the uh, the arch above it, the the iconic arch, and for that reason alone, it has presence. It has aura, and uh, maybe that will never go. I don't know. Maybe maybe there needs to be new tales told in this new stadium to have the same gravitas as the old stadium. So, team news, Jordan Archer's in goal. Martin, left back. Carlos Edwards, right back. Doing a sterling job filling in. Gregory, up front. Gregory, a striker. Beaver, central defender. Tony Craig's in for Webster. He's obviously failed fitness test. That's a blow. Craig at uh, centre-back in that case. I see that Shane Ferguson's been picked for the Northern Ireland Yes, team. Ferguson, Northern Ireland international. Chris Taylor on the, on the right, and then Steve Morrison. That's a blow for Byron, Mickey. Not fit. Byron Webster not fit today. Craig starting. Ben Thompson in midfield. Ben Thompson. And Jimmy Atkins. Oh, I'm telling you their positions. Full Phil Bot Williams, Upson, Nonya Dimmer, Nelson, Aidan O'Brien on the bench. I nearly had Arte, didn't it? I saw David Ford there as one, and I'm thinking, shit, he's not in goal today, is he? I think he thought Ford was starting, no doubt. That's a huge blow for Byron Webb, so I do feel for the boy, big day. Um, he's really, really improved his formal season. Uh, it would have been a, it would have been a day made for him, so we've got a, a very experienced substitute in Tony Craig, of course, Mill through and through, but that's a loss in my opinion. Neil's just made a very good point, who thought I'd be missing Webster back at the start of the season. I, I slated him, but justifiably so, I'd say. No, he didn't look the part when he first arrived from Yeovil, did he? No, we had this discussion about it, didn't we? And, um, you know, having played centre-half as well as in goal, you know, I did see something in him, um, which I think, you know, um, Holloway kind of knocked the stuffing out of him. Yeah, and, um, but, you know, he was always going to come good, but, you know, to say he's a big loss now. It is a big loss. It's really improved over the course of the season. Although... Combined his physique and technique as well, hasn't he? I'd rather Craig start. Because every time Craig started at Wembley playoff, we've gone up. Every time he's come as a sub, we haven't. There's the omen. There's the omen. Really your news of Den earlier in the week. Neil Harris has called for the Mill crowd to bring its usual hostile atmosphere, and which they will do, of course. But Wembley being the vast arena it is, it's, it's much, much more difficult than the much tighter surroundings of the Den. I always find it quite uh, an empty, soulless arena. Do you like Wembley? Uh, Millwall looks pretty packed, up high, there's a few empty seats in the Millwall end, loads, loads in the barns lands. Flames leaping up in the modern way. I stepped down to the pitch, you're going to have some dramatic intro, but uh, always they go for these flame machines. Uh, I'm going to say like Victor Meldrew again, I don't like them. Pictures saying they pulled the boxes here, four and a half grand for 12 people. They were 319 pounds per person. Yeah, I, was do that, I mean, don't get me wrong, you get a free course meal, 
free drinks, free thing, three hours before and hour after. It's a lot of money though for what it is. They've actually had fairly short notice to print my it's quite safe up there, but from scratch. No, it's a lot of money for what it is. Nice side of little Harvey Brown. Cut basket for the day, out of Tony Crow. Made a big screen, too far away to see him go right from us. Just go out for the time. Sunk by an X Factor with Changing ends, but Mills will be attacking the uh, the Mill end in the first half. Barnsley will be attacking their own fans and vice versa in the second. I imagine Barnsley have won the touch in that case. It's, it's got a curiously front room feeling, like you're sitting in the front room. Yeah, isn't it? It's, it's nice, it's relaxing, but only intense, is it? No. Here come the Lions to kick us off. Morris and Gregory. They'll be coming at us at the home end in the Mill end in the first half. Underway. And the ball wide right. This is Ferguson. On the left, of course, there's an early free kick. Right as Mill will, as we look, left as Mill attack. Will be Chris Taylor takes early opportunity for lines. It's 30 seconds in the stadium clock. Build as a clash of uh, Barnes's Barcelona. Mill was some kind of brutish sons of industry. It comes across into the box. Peters just heads wide. First chance to go as the minute mark comes up. Well wide in the end, first opportunity goes to the Lions. Lions on the attack, the shot on goal. It's 1 0 Barnsley. Shot break, break down the middle, shot from the right hand side in, the far left side, past Sean Nars, just 1 0 to Barnsley. Yeah, two first attacks of goal, produced opportunities. Where one's going to be in there, big difference. Strike the field, though, runs right, right, and clips it in off the far left hand post. So far as we can tell on this big screen, a disastrous start for the Lions. One thing this mill side has shown is resilience and the ability to come back from uh, from early blows. So, fingers crossed. As you work, another chance as a shot well wide on four and a half minutes. A lot of play down the middle end in the opening four. No real signs as yet of the Lions finding any shape of purpose in the game. Incidentally, listeners, I apologise for my nasal-sounding voice. I've had a, a heavy cold all week. Um, those that know me know it's been a bit of a bum of a week anyway, but added in with a uh, heavy cold. So I, I'm off uh, all alcohol. Drugs only for me today, I'm afraid. Well, and, and water, of course, to make the drugs blend as you bud a little bit more quickly. So he's trying to get behind the team on ten minutes. The North Comforts, which looked reasonably useful. This is Ferguson now on the left-hand side. He floats a bit into the mix. That's towards... Morrison got pumped there by the red shirt defender. Barnsley's first opportunity game in the net, of course. They've made it show a couple of passing movements apart from that. Not a huge amount. 64% possession. 64% possession for Barnsley, that is. Without too much end product apart from the goal. That's, that's contradictory and making no sense. Blame the drugs. Blame the antibiotics. So our flag stays down. One on one for Barnsley. A fantastic save by George Narter. Appealing for the offside, not given. The ball was pumped over. Everyone seemed to freeze, apart from the balance forward. And a one-on-one -on -one from the right side of the six-yard box. And Jordan produces his miracle to order. He keeps it still at 1-0. That really should have been a second for Barnes. 13 minutes, going to be a corner as it is. Almost across the face of the box. It seems to stick in the middle there. And hoofed clear in the end. One of those moments of eternity when the ball seems to be stuck. And no one knows what to do with it in your own penalty area. It's Barnes, inside to Ben Thompson. I seem to be focusing on Ben Thompson, two men on in there. Give Barnsley a chance to break away in 14 minutes. Come up for 15 minutes, early 
feelings, I suppose. Our Barnsley have us a little bit where they want us in a minute. Um, Craig, clearly rusty. Is Edwards injured? Uh, he's, he's not injured, but I, I, mean, I would imagine his age is starting to creep up. And he's had an intense game last week, didn't he? Yeah, I suppose. Um, and this is set, well, what a week on, you know. But um, there's a long ball for trying to find Steve Morris and front of Ben Thompson. They've been doubling up on him during the early stages of the game. Taylor does well. Thompson floats the ball into the mix, almost comes for Lee Gregory, 15 and a half minutes. You do get a sense more we're going to create opportunities here, Mick. Yeah. But we've got to keep the second goal out from Barnsley because I think we'll be in trouble. Overhead pass by Steve Morris, just too long for Shane Ferguson as the 18th minute plays. Little goal kick, nicely worked. We're showing a little bit of imagination going forwards. We're looking to um, work the spaces, work the openings. Pre match build up seems to imply that Barnsley pass the football whilst we hoof it, but at the moment we are passing it as, as well as they are. Barnsley on the attack, a shot from distance. That's 2 0 shot from distance, 25 yards out. Beautiful goal. That makes it too, that makes it very, very difficult now for the Lions. Very difficult indeed. Let's have a look at it again on the screen, shot from distance. Beautiful goal, beautiful goal, Nick. Very good goal. Um, Top right hand corner. Jewel dies with no chance, isn't it? And in Webster's injury, it's cost us Craig's, Craig's come in and he's unbalanced the team. Not only that, he's took over the captain's armband from Morrison, you know. Yeah. Seen us through to the playoffs and it, you know, you can't do that. No, There's a major presence going in the central part of the front. Sad but true. Cost us this. Ben Thompson's finding it hard as we approach the halfway through the first half mark. Um, he's getting the, getting the ball but getting tackled a lot. He's got two men on him. They've clearly identified him as, as a key element of the middle side. And they're being picked, he's being picked on and, and basically taken out of the game by Barnes's drive so far. So 22 minutes gone. Lies down by two, and at the moment, looking short of answers, like we said. The meat pies. Just looking at Mickey's meat pie, whilst the action's paused. Looks like it's come from um, Area 51 or something, Mick. It's, it's got radiation glow to it, mate. Very, very hot, let's put it that way. Don't look, don't look, it smells quite nice, actually. It's all right. Long ball forwards, whilst I'm talking about Mick's meat pie. To nobody, that's not good enough. Not good enough. 29 minutes, Mill not really been at the races. Haven't really turned up. In my opinion, my humble opinion, difficult place to to um, get the Millwall thing going. It's the, the Wembley uh, Arena is, is, a, is a, as I said before, it's an empty one. Sound seems to dissipate. It's a huge place, but um, you don't get any kind of intensity of feeling like you're doing it then, and we don't seem to be responding well to it. Two 0 down, 29 minutes on the clock, and at the moment, very very hard to see a way back for the Lions. This is Shane first ball worked nice on the. On the left, Ferguson takes his money, gets a decent cross in. That's too close to the goalkeeper, but that is better from the Lions. And the crowd react to that. Ferguson lost the ball into the mix, that's how he plays to them. Mulcola, chance for the fans to get behind something at last. 33rd minute of the game, Mulcola, first corner of the game, I think. First Millwall corner of the game, anyway. So Ferguson lost it in, it's Morrison at the near post, Gregory can't get it. Ball bouncing around. so far in this game. He retains possession well. He wins a corner. 35 minutes. Same corner, same position, same player. Shane Ferguson. 
Lawrence fans into it now. Spike Boots in proceedings, lost reference to Sano, pushing the shuttle in the central part of the area. And it comes out from Ferguson into the middle. Craig was in on it, it set it up and away, and concedes a free kick. 2-1, 36 minutes gone. Amazing to transform all of it, but the goal can have something. I feel like a, a burden lifted off my shoulders. It felt like a very different game than just a couple of minutes ago, didn't it? Kind of, yeah. I mean, Thompson's trying too hard, I think. He needs to settle down. Um, Craig is a liability in the back at the moment. You know, not liking Craig at all in defence. No, no. They, you know, they needed to give the captain's armband to Morrison, basically. They're just all over the place at the moment. Hopefully it's a turning point. There's a player divides Mill opinion, isn't he, Tony Craig? Because Mill was through and through, we all know that. But um, a bit like Alan Dunn, if Mill's spirit takes you so far, then maybe he makes errors. This is Shane Ferguson who gets clattered, no offence there from the referee. Bowles is passing, lets itself down there, and they put it out for a throw-in. Looks a different game all of a sudden now, 2-1, 37 minutes gone. Should have played advantage, yeah, and then brought it back. It looks and feels a different game, though, suddenly. Look, then a goal has a massive effect on the it's lifted the, uh, the mill end yeah. the players suddenly start believing themselves yeah I think that's it I think that's all it needs is that we need to come in as a 12th man yeah. and we sit there and carry the players and hopefully they get enough behind it first thing that really give, give them the class something to get behind nice work by Chris Taylor wins a call midfield suddenly the Lions are galvanised suddenly their, their physical style of play shall we call it they're all action style of plays coming into its own nice chasing down that's the the goal kick I've just found out Mickey gets a lot of porno artists liking his tweets, like I get. Um, ladies who work, should we call them, they like a lot of my stuff. And I thought it was me, I thought they were liking the old Coldblow Lane stuff. I Joe Martin down injured now. Rumours that Carlos Edwards was uh, tweeted something in, in the pre-match warm-up. Don't know if that's true. Clearly we're, we're lacking Webster, that's been a loss. Maybe, you know, this stage of the season, the, uh, the creeks are starting to show. We must be playing, what? 50 odd games over the season, is it? 40, 46 games, more than that. With cup competitions, 50, 55 games, maybe. Maybe the uh, starts to get a bit rough around the edges by the end of the season. I don't know. Aiden O'Brien is coming on. Joe Martin injured, limping off. I presume that means Shane Ferguson, the full back in the left back position, with um, Aiden O'Brien playing, playing further forward as a winger. Tactical genius that I am, I've worked that out all by myself. Late corner for Barnsley. It's floated in. Archer fumbles, it's bobbling around. Bobbling around, looks like Archer's been hurt in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the melee. Then the melee. That's going to be half time. So the half closes is in better shape than I thought it might do at one point during the early stage of the half. 2 1 to Barnsley yes, as the teams leave the pitch. Um, game on, Mick, really, with that late goal from um, Beavers there. Uh, no. Apart from that, not much to, to shout about from Lions, really. No, not really. I think it's game on, but I think um, I think the second half, Harris will give him a bollocking in the dressing room, and I think possibly we'll come out of different players. So we looked a lot better in towards the late part of yeah. the first half, there, didn't we? Um, yeah. Ben Thompson's having a quiet game. I think they've doubled up on him. I think he's it's a big occasion for a young kid. Yeah. Um, he's not looked himself. When we have got the ball. Um, when we have made, made it a more of a physical game, we seem to come in our own a little bit more. That seems to be the route to take the second half. Achtung, Milval at Wembley. Hi there, wait. Okay, we're uh, we're at the bottom of the Wembley stairs now, waiting for all the fans. But I'm here with Harry Corbin, the uh, the serving soldier, a kind Millwall fan, had, uh, has paid for his flight and uh, his match ticket so he can come over. He's a serving soldier in. Uh, is it Cyprus? Yeah, Cyprus, yeah. So, Highland, uh, how did you feel when, uh, in such a short amount of time, it suddenly went mad on Twitter over you? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You know? I put a tweet up about, I think it was 10 o'clock at night, and I went to sleep straight after that. I woke up at four, uh, bombarded by missed calls from my girlfriend, and then I turned on the internet, and next thing you know, someone sorted out my flights. Do you know, the strange thing about it, I think, at, at the beginning of it, because uh, I was one of the ones who saw it at first, and uh, we're all thinking that you were just a, a holiday rep in Ironatba, wanting to get home, couldn't get home, you know, obviously on piss poor wages, all of that. Look. But it turns out you are a genuine serving soldier. Yeah, I mean, I've been in the Army now five years. Uh, I served with uh, two PWR in Cyprus, been out there for two years. And, um, yeah, it's just a really good location to be with, but with the wages I'm on, I can't afford to come home. No, I understand. But... Uh, so what's your feeling then that the Millwall fans, as you know, support the soldiers, 
inundatedly, we, we, we do anything for serving soldiers and the, and the past and injured soldiers, as obviously uh, Headley caught last year with the camouflage shirt and everything else. So, um, did it bring your faith back in humanity to a degree? Oh, yeah, definitely, you know. I just couldn't believe it. Like I said, when I woke up, I couldn't stop smiling after that. Um, and it just proves that this is the best club. Not only in London, but in the world. He's, uh, he's here with his, uh, his good lady, sorry. What's, and your name? Becky. Becky. And uh, so what's your feeling then of, uh, of the Millwall fans suddenly doing it? Because you got involved to obviously genuine prove that he was a serving soldier and not a, an iron apple rep on, uh, on the piss, shall we say. Wouldn't let him be an iron apple rep, would I? Um, no, it's amazing. And uh, before I started out with Harry, I had a different opinion of Millwall. Um, but this just proves that, you know, they're not how they're shown to be in the media. And uh, there are some really, really lovely people. No, I think that's I think that's the correct bit. I think um, people's perceived perception. I think it's like the internet and everything else. That people's persona of people um, are that we're all hooligans. Okay, I have a shaved head, but we're all shaved head hooligan animalistics and all of that. I think realistically, Millwall are just a passionate bunch. Look after our own and uh, and go. So let's end it before we get inundated with this with this noise. What's coming down the stairs? We'll take your predictions for today, then, Harry. Three-one. Three-one. Any scorers? Two from Gregory and one from Mark Beavers. Oh, Mark Beavers. Are you, have you got a prediction? No, you don't want me to come back to you. It's Ben Thompson. Oh, yeah. I like a bit of Ben Thompson. Hang on, hang on. Let's go. Let's find out why she likes Ben Thompson. <laughs> I like his bum. There we go. You heard it official. And that's on Millwall. Becky loves Thompson's bum. And back to Nick. Achtung. Millwall at Wembley. So, real set up for the second half. Bones are going to be attacking us in the middle end, and we're going to be going at the Bones the end. I still say it's a curiously flat atmosphere for Wembley. I don't like it. And I think we should have the uh, playoff final at the den. It's the best foot. theatre of football in the country. This, this is um, corporate hell. Plastic corporate hell. You've been niced to death. You've been niced to death. Isn't that the theme of Cutwork Orange? Don't they take away the evil and leave nothing behind? Ball lofted into the middle box, it's Beavers, ball headed tennis around and whistle goes. And we're looking up at the high in the blocks to our right, something's kicking off up there, don't know what. Hard to see who's who and what's what there, Mick. 47 minutes, early Millwall pressure, ball down at the bowls at the end, long way away from where I'm sitting. Need a pair of binoculars really, opera glasses perhaps. Bowlsy pressure, ball pumps into the middle penalty, that's going to run through to... Jordan Orange are comfortably in our 53rd minute of the game. Not a huge amount to report in his only eight minutes for the listeners. All popping down the poles at the end. It's all Gregory had a moment, had a moment where he seemed to be through. 57 and a half minutes. A little moment where he seemed to be through there, Mick, but couldn't, couldn't, wouldn't sit for him. Kind of, kind of got, his foot got caught on the, on the turf, so the ball wouldn't come with him. I know that feeling from my own playing days when I played for Carlsberg School. The ball wouldn't come with me a lot. 60 minutes, O'Brien wins a throw-in. Halfway side the Bowlesley half. It's going to be a Ferguson that takes, left side. It's the 20 over on the uh, their left-hand side. That's the inside central. We're all sitting behind the ball, as, as we do also not so often. They're spreading it around, past the ball quite nicely. As was reputed pre-game, they've, they've showed that on occasions. In this, that's that, that shot was very poor. And the ground straight to Drew Larcher. 61 minutes, but halfway through the second half. We all gone very direct in the second half. We're trying to get the ball forwards. We have nowhere really to go but that direction, I think. Um, injuries and knocks to the side have taken their toll. And we're being held together a little bit with sticky glass at the moment. 20 minutes to go. Um, one goal. It gets back into it. And we didn't expect the one in the first half. So but some of the passing has been a little bit aimless, I must say. So Brian on the break, he's got Morris in front of him, finds Morrison wide right. Morrison takes it wide, chips it back into the mix. Ball bobbing there, it's going to go high. Still get played out. Oh! Oh God, target. Sorry, I lost track of everything that was happening there. Very hard to see from this end of the pitch. In the end, of, a, a shot came in from O'Brien, fired into the turf and taken by the goalkeeper. 65 minutes. First real opportunity in the second half of the year. Um, we're just, just talking to Mickey about the uh, age of the Mills side. That defence looks quite creaky. Um, we don't seem to have the legs for this, this stadium. 
going into the last 20, certainly from defence. That's why we're going long so much, I feel. Corner for Barnsley, 20 is going to take as the 69th minute passes. Been fired into the near post, that's um, which was gone with an offside. 71 minutes. Mills' approach is basic, to say the least. Um, it may pay off. Hard to see much at the moment as we come into the last 19 minutes of the game. But we didn't see much towards the end of the first half, and that goal came out of nowhere, so we've got to pray and hope that we get a second one now. The 20 again with a free kick this time from uh, further out. That's kicked across the middle area. That's going to be a corner. 73 minutes. Barnsley corner. This time from their right, our left as we look. Into the box, that's 3 1. Close range up from the 34. Close range from the corner. I think that's possibly going to be it. Yeah, listeners, I'm sorry to say. Defensively, so the whole game's watching the replay. It's a, no one's on that uh, 34 as he flicked it past Jordan Nasher at near post. Um, we've looked at sixes and sevens for the whole game defensively. So, again, huge loss of Byron Webster. Genuinely, the first we've heard. Someone's broken the rules and got a blue pyrotechnic flare. Thompson's not had a great game. Fred's coming in. 15 minutes left. Bit of a to-do up high in the gods to our left as we're sitting. It's hard to see who's who and what's wrong. It's like some Barnsley v Millwall action going on up there, but honestly, it's so far away. It's hard to tell. A bit like the old days down in Coldblow Lane, we used to see someone kicking off the Ulrich Road end, and there'd be people making moves around the bend. You could follow it from the seats. You could watch them all moving through the crowd. This is what's going on at the moment, up into this kind of side block. High up on the 500 blocks, I think. High. It's kicking off up there. 51,227. 277. Awful mistake by Jordan Archer now. Puts the ball straight back into the danger. Mill looking ragged in defence now, it's got to be said. 78 minutes gone. The um, the seams are coming apart on our on our suit, exposing our bloomers. There's plenty going around to get involved in this bit of ruction up in the uh, side stand. Mill got into Keystone Cops mode. There's still 79 minutes coming up for 80. We, we seem to have lost all shape and cohesion. They're just fucking playing uh, stupid. They're fucking playing stupid. That's a better way to put it, Mick. Oh, like a bunch of cunts. <laughs> Even better. I'm losing it, really. Losing it. Mickey's losing it. I'm the only one retaining any erudition in the, in the group there. Stan's wearing his own. Stan's there for the blind. Fucking, it is really. All they did from the second half was not the ball Number the ball forwards with no, no real um, purpose to it. Now the coppers walking up towards this up on the high, high up in the gods on the halfway line. Like the old days up in the side staying here, listeners. They've run the Barnsley in the third minute. Meanwhile, game going, we're 3 1 down. We've shown no signs of coming back whatsoever. We're for a goal. Oh! Ferguson shot blocked. Hard to see what happened there from this distance. Have to wait for the replay. You put through opportunity to make it 3 2 as it was. Here we go. There's the real great flip header on to Taylor. Taylor's shot saved by the goalkeeper in the end. 34th, 85th minute. We look very unimaginative in the second half, listeners. We've looked very one dimensional. Um, and it's a, in its moment, it's looked effective, but um, overall, no. Um, predictable. 90 minutes are up to this. I've missed out on many extra time minutes than that. I don't think it matters a huge amount, to be absolutely honest. It's been one of our poorest performances in, in some time. Um, we've looked very leaden-footed, we've looked very predictable. Um, the long ball, which when it works, works brilliantly. When it doesn't, looks very one, one, uh, you know, one-trick pony style. This is Morris just on the edge of the Barsi area, that's cleared. Um, so we've looked like we've um, our, our, our flush has been busted today. Barsi have done their homework, they passed the ball when they needed to. Worked and pulled us apart really on, on occasions, and we don't really have an answer. Very disappointing afternoon's work from the Lions. Personally speaking, I, you can keep your Wendell design, I don't really like it here. Um, it's felt soporific all afternoon. Atmosphere flat, it's, it's like going to the Emirates, it's like going to any of these modern stadiums. I dare say the Olympic Stadium would be the same. Um, I feel like you've been given a shot of some drug that slows you down almost, and that's how it's felt all afternoon. Hard to get into this game, uninspiring afternoon's events. Late Mill corner, our first corner, I think the second half, that's lofted into the mix, taken by the Barnsley goalkeeper. I think it's going to have to be a clear out of players, Mill. I mean, some of these have looked their age, and they, I mean, 
I mean, with the defence, don't forget, Romeo's not here, Webster was out, Martin went off, um, you know, Ferguson was giving them all sorts of problems, they had to drop back. But, you know, it says a lot where, you know, we're coming into injury time, and I reckon Williams is our man of the match. <laughs> There's a final whistle. 3 1 it finishes. Hugely disappointing afternoon's uh, performance by the Lions. Um, can't complain at it, we were very much second best, weren't we? No, no, they were the best team all day. Um, don't mean the injuries helped. No. Uh, Martin going off, I think, was the killer blow, really, because that put Ferguson back. But we had nothing going forward in the second half, absolutely nothing. And I hate to say it, but Tony Quaid was just so out of, out of the game, all game. And the fact he came on as captain, I, you know, I think Pushing that's a killer. You know, we, you know, you prepare for a game. Morrison was meant to lead the team out. It's all changed in the change room for the game. And well, I, th by the manager, I think that's cost us. I mean, that really has cost us. But, oh well, see you next season. 3-1 it finishes. Um, I think that says it all. We're going to be right back after these messages speaking to Mr. Harry Warren. Achtung. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Milval at Wembley. All right, big welcome back on the show to Harry Warren. Welcome back, H. Cheers, Nick. Good to be back. Yeah, in a way. Um, funny old week. Um, funny old day, funny old game, funny old place. Where do we start on that thing that we saw yesterday, mate? I don't know where to start. Uh, yeah, speechless, really. And, and when you sit back and, and look at how we've been all year, it was like going back to the first five games within the first five minutes. It was just... I, I don't know. Our worst performance since... I think I've got to go back to August, that run of um, three or four games where we we couldn't buy a win. Um and we chose the we chose the, the biggest occasion of the season to um, to do that. It was there was a number of factors going into it. Well, I mean, first of all, we got the loss of Webster. Um, I thought that was quite a critical loss, as it as it turned out. Huge hole at the centre of defence. Yeah, I mean, you can tell from the first goal. I mean, I haven't watched them back. I can't. No, I haven't. No. Yet. Um, but from what I saw from where I was sitting, Tony Craig misses an header, and the defence opens like the Red Sea. I mean. People couldn't shout at Edwards, but Edwards had gone up, studs up to win a tackle. The bloke shrugs him off, and he's he's through. He still should have to beat somebody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what, what? As soon as we were one 0 down, I thought the first goal would be crucial before anyone scored it, and it, it turned out to be kind of thing. It suited them the way they were set up. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, lo, lo and behold, they got that first goal. I, I thought they were a decent side, Harry. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's it's the kind of um, the wicked combo of a, of a decent side versus a, a team that were at sixes and sevens of itself. And um, as you say, once that first goal went in, we had no answer, did we? We had nothing to come back with. No, I mean, I thought we we after we puffed in in a sense that Ferguson and you know left midfield played really well. I thought, to be honest. And then as soon as Mark went down, it was like we just got back into the game. Oh, we'll fuck you again. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know, on a different day, I think everything went wrong for us yesterday that could have gone wrong. Webster went down in a warm-up. Martin went down just as we got back on, on, on track or were seeming to get back into the game. You know, Archer made a fuck-up, which when have we said that this season, you know, so... It's a rarity, know. yeah, I agree. What about the choice of Tony Craig and making him captain controversy? Uh, I, 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 when I when I saw the team line up, we we just taken our seats, the the kind of front room seats that you're sitting in the club Wembley bit. We sat down very nice and comfy, and I saw Tony Craig there. And I, I must admit, as soon as I saw his name, I flinched because you could kind of see what was going to come, you know. But to also make him captain on the day over and above Steve Morrison, there's been a lot of talk that was the wrong decision. What, what do you what do you say to that? Um, I think he's club captain, so I think it's, it puts you in a difficult situation. Um, anyway, I mean, realistically, back back when Webster came into the side, we were all going, probably thinking, fuck me, you know, yeah. I've said it on this show. Yeah. I've driven him back to Yeovil myself after <laughs> performances last season for nothing. Um, and yesterday we missed him so much. And I don't know, Tony Craig at centre-off. I mean, we could have even changed it when... Uh, when Martin went down injured, we could have even moved him to left back. I don't think he's a centre half. I think it was it was it showed just he wasn't a centre half. And who who knows what went on behind closed doors? But I think for me, I wouldn't have played him. I would have played uh, Nelson simply because he wasn't match fit. Tony Crow can't have been match fit. There's no way you're on three or four minutes of football you're match fit for a massive game at Wembley on you know they say no. pitch and and whatnot. And then second of all, Morrison. He's pissed off enough as it is normally, let alone when you're <laughs> see of him 10 minutes before the game, I suppose. You know, so... Um, and they yeah. Didn't, they didn't look at that. You know, none of the players looked happy yesterday. Even, it just, everything that everyone's already said on Twitter and thing, you know, you have to agree with. We just... No, we did No, something was, something was off, like, and maybe that, maybe they had a row before the game, I don't know, but, you know... Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, nothing looked right. Um, you know, the choice of Nelson over... I, I suppose you can run the arguments for Craig and against Craig, for Nelson and against Nelson. I suppose my thought, as soon as I saw his name, is he's going to be stuck... We're going to be stuck for pace and he doesn't really bring the, the physical presence that Byron does. I suppose his one um, attribute is the beating Mill heart that um, only seems to take you so far as I think Lord Kitchener put on, on House of Fun. It's this idea that we've got a Millwall way and a Millwall way of playing, which has stood us in good stead to this this point, suddenly got found out badly, didn't it, when we played a team of um, fairly decent, decent, um, you know, opposition. And I just, I don't know, I, I would have played Nelson personally. I think he would, both for the um, for footballing reasons, but also from his developmental side of it as well. It would be a great experience for Sid Nelson to have turned out at Wembley and he, he didn't get it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think my, I've got to give credit to my brother. My brother went as soon as it came out on the screen. He went, there's three left footers in the back four. Yeah. If it fucking works. No. So he, he could see what was going to happen. <laughs> we all could. Um, and you know, it, we had another chance, as I said, to, to change it when Martin went down injured. Um, and move, maybe move Cray to left back. Because yeah. if he's going to do the middle break, I'd rather see him smash someone and get sent off than just sort of <laughs> fucking meander in the middle like a listing shit. Um, yeah, I mean that, that opportunity was passed. I mean, for whatever reason, um, Harris saw him as a central defender yesterday. I, I would have taken the chance there to move him leftwards, like you say, kept Ferguson further forwards. He was doing damage, wasn't he, Ferguson going forwards? He was our one, you know, one one hope. We were we were moving the ball about a little bit towards the mid part of the half onwards, and that all seemed to fizzle out, especially in that second half. I mean, once we've gone two 0 down what was a quality strike, I just couldn't see us ever coming back into it. The goal came as a bit of a bonus out of the blue, but I didn't see us getting much beyond that point. Yeah, I mean, I was on that left-hand side, that's where I was sitting, and Ferguson had him in front, had their right-back in fucking knots, probably as much as Edwards was in knots on our side. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was the only the only player that seemed to... Ben Thompson didn't have a great game, but I don't know until by the referee... Um, you know, but when when do they? But I think we had a particularly, uh, you know, there weren't many fouls given, and the ones that were given were given their way, kind of thing. Um, but you know, we were two 0 down, and you d- you don't win from two 0 down. Even when we got two one, I couldn't see some Liverpool West miraculous three two miracle of Wembley kind of happening. Um, you know, at one point I thought it was before we got the first goal, 
Oh, our only goal back. I thought it could be embarrassing. I thought we could be beating sort of four or five. Yeah, I feared, I feared that during the first half, yeah. Um, I mean, no, the second half, I, I didn't see us making... I mean, you sit in hope, don't you? I mean, obviously, but we just didn't seem to be moving the ball with enough pizzazz, as we've seen in the the uh, the, the previous games. Maybe that was another factor in this, Harry. I, you know, we've been through a, a series of immense games, haven't we? I just wondered whether we had any petrol left in the tank when it finally came to the crunch game. You know, after those two Bradford games, and even to a degree the Gillingham game the week before, big, big situations that must have taken it out of the side... Generally, we just didn't seem to have legs towards that kind of latter part of the second half. No, I think you're right. I think you got to, I suppose, it goes back to what we said sort of mid-season or the beginning of the season. We have maybe 15, 16 players that are going to play. 11 of them are good. Five of them are average. Mm. And unfortunately, we lost three of, before we'd even kicked a ball. We'd lost, well, during the game. You were playing with four across the back four that probably I don't think have played together this season. No, across the back four, and you don't win you don't win football matches when you're playing with a complete strange like complete strangers of a back four. You wouldn't have ever thought that you'd be without Romeo, no. you'd be without Webster, and you'd be without Martin all on the same day or at Wembley. So, you know, we've got to take it with a pinch of salt. We've done, I suppose. I'll echo what Glenn said on Twitter that I think. You've got to take it that we have moved forward so far this season in such a short amount of time, and we can't really let one bad performance, although it was at Wembley, ruin what has been a good season, really. You know, so I think that's the bigger point. And I mean, I was just going to say the third goal kind of illustrated how much of a bunch of strangers the defence were for large stretches of the game yesterday. The third goal, where one of the shortest players in the Barnsley shirt seemed to nip in front of Jordan Archer. Uh, I haven't seen it back, so I can't tell you who was at fault, but. Once more, it was a defensive error, and 3-1, we were dead and buried. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, we, we, we never deserved anything out of the game, so I don't think any of us can particularly grumble at the at the result in terms of um, footballing balance. But on a bigger, you know, it's, it's a bigger picture, isn't it, um, Harry? I mean, we have made massive advances. Who amongst us would have expected to have even been involved in the in, in, in the in the tussle at the end of May, would we? I mean, we, I, I was settling for um, mid-table respectability back in, you know, back at the start of the season, so it's a massive bonus and we've got a lot of bright sparks to you know to look at in our squad yeah I mean I thought we'd get I thought we'd get playoffs but I think that was more out of I'd like to be challenging for the playoffs rather than expecting to, yeah. expecting to get them um, you know you just want it to be an exciting season you're not going to be mid-table and finish by February dear so the plaudits have to go out to Neil and Dave Livermore you know the way out they've brought the youngsters through this season is Fantastic is nothing short of fantastic, really. And unfortunately, we just fell short at the end. So, but we did have a lot of things going against us yesterday. Another day, maybe one year from now, we might be sitting after winning at Wembley and we'd be going, Oh, remember this time last year when we were all disappointed and now we've won? Maybe it would go the same way as it did under Kenny. But uh, yeah, I think I think we've done better than what anyone expected this season. I think. We will be there as long as we don't have a mass clear out in the summer. Hopefully not. We'll we'll be there or thereabouts next season. I mean, uh, reading John Kelly on uh, Twitter yesterday, he seems to think the bulk of the squad will stay together. I suppose the question marks are going to be over Lee Gregory and uh, Jordan Archer, possibly Mark Beavers. Although I think that there's, there seems to be uh, murmurs going around that Mark Beavers may be staying, but Gregory seems to be attracting interest. And I suppose if the likes of a big championship side come come knocking, you couldn't really blame him for taking a payday. I and mean, he's come into the game quite late in his in his life and won't get many other opportunities. Opportunities, will he, Gary? Mm. See, the problem is, is I don't, I can't think like that. I, I can't think that you can say, "Oh, I want a payday," or "I want to." He's contracted to the club. It's up to the club at the moment. It's not up to Lee Gregory wherever he wants to stay or go. Because, as far as we're aware, there's not been an offer made. No, we have no. this. We have this mentality, and it is a mentality of Millwall that all oh, someone's offered a couple of million pound, we best accept it. And we, how are we ever going to... It is a problem when we are trying to make this academy of what's the point in investing money in the academy if someone the first time someone offers you a bit of money, you're going to fucking let them go. There is. If, how are you going to progress? Because the point you've got to remember is Lee Gregory has scored 28 goals this season. Yes, he has. Are Millwall going to find a player that's going to score 28 goals next season for £2 million? Most unlikely, 
Um, I suppose I suppose the answer to that would be that if if, if you've got O'Brien and you've got Morrison and possibly I haven't seen Twardek or some of the younger kids coming through from the academy, but possibly if you see potential in them to to kind of play the Aiden O'Brien role that we've seen with Gregory and um, you know uh, Morrison up front this season, i.e. a third string striker that still gets goals, then possibly if depending on the size of the of the fee and I you know you're right we we don't know um, other than anything other than what we read online. Marvel, which is bollocks, but if there is money, if, if we are talking about two, three million, four million, I don't know. Um, goal scorers are gold dust, and if if money is dangled in front of us, it, it's going to be a hard call not to take it. I, you know, it's 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 the Millwall way. I think that is truly the Millwall way, and it is to is to take the money when it comes. Yeah, that, and that, and that's half the problem. We don't even take the money and think long term. If we are going to sell Gregory, there needs to be what well, he gets. I don't know, you promoted, we get another million, you know. It's not, if he's going to a big championship club, I'm thinking, you know, the names that have been talked about were Hull and Sheffield Wednesday, which I think he is from Yorkshire, so I think it would is be hard for way? him to yeah. say. So I think it would be hard for him to turn down Sheffield Wednesday, and I've, I've got no problem because I quite like Sheffield Wednesday as a club. If you are going to do it, we want add-ons, we want 50% of the sell-on fee. If they sell him on for 30 million or whatever, you know, these astronomical sums of money that strikers seem to go for. Yeah. You know, we've we've got to protect ourselves. If if we are gonna have good players come through Millwall, then I don't understand why Gregory's out of contract in next season. Why haven't we talked about a new contract? You know, he's still under contract for two seasons. You're not being panicked into leaving unless he puts in a transfer request, which again we don't know. You know, it's all, no. as you said, it's all online bollocks, which creates more online bollocks. So let's stop talking about it. Let's keep it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> The other thing I just want to say about Lee Gregory, he's had a fantastic season this season. Uh, take my hat off to him. But it's only one fantastic season. Um, last, under Holloway, where everyone was handicapped, but he wasn't wasn't looking quite the striker that would command this level of attention. So he's had a good season playing in a side that plays a, probably a fairly direct style, I think we can call it, Harry. Um, which, and, you know, under Holloway and under Lomas, we were trying to pass the ball a little bit more than maybe has, has been seen as traditionally in the middle way. And he struggled. So, you know, I think there's a there's a balance there for him to think about. All very well to be scoring goals with Steve Morrison knocking them down from long balls from, you know, various angles. But will he survive, um, you know, where the balls you're expected to do a different job at, at that level in the championship? So um, I hope he stays, clearly hope he stays. He's a, he's a quality striker for us. And if we can keep hold of him next season, I think we can press on because goal, goal scorers are, are goal dust, you're right. And the same in a way for Jordan Archer, another gold dust at the other end, another match-winning player between the sticks because, again, it's going to be interesting him, I, I dare say. Um, again, we don't know of anything, but... Again, if we can keep hold of Archer and we can keep hold of Gregory, we're in with a strong ch- uh, chance next season, aren't we? Yeah, I think there's a couple. I think Webster's out of contracts as well. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing to worry about, but not not to panic anyone that we're going to lose four key players. Um, I think Archer. I think the Archer one. I think it was rumoured to be Everton were looking at him, which was when they had Martinez. So hopefully. Mm-hmm. with the turmoil that's going on there and they've just been taken over, I think, Evan. So hopefully he sort of slips under the radar. But as you said, I think we're there or thereabouts. There are more kids rumoured to be coming through. I think we've had... We haven't, we're yet to see the best of Fred. Paris Callanall, you know, hasn't done anything no. in the shirt, but God, Gregory hadn't when he was in the championship. So see how that quickly that can turn around. You know, I think... It's more of a season of additions where we need to make additions. We need some width. Um, definitely need some width. We definitely need that. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and we go from there. If we've got two, you know, you saw when we have Wallace. I know we're not going to get Wallace because I'm sure Wallace will go for more than £2 million. Pounds. Yeah, he's <laughs> 28 goals this season. Um, you know, we uh, if we can get someone who can put a ball in, he's... You know, we've got two good strikers. You need good strikers and you need a good back four. So we can't be selling people unless we've got definite replacements lined up and we've got the money to do that. I don't know what the situation is with the money. 
Um, well, that's, that's going to be the question. Now, to what level does the, the chairman want to invest? I mean, he's you know, I, I'll never knock John Berylson, um for not investing. He's invested God knows how much ever since he's arrived. So, you know, it's, it, it'll behoves anyone to have a dig at him for not spending money. But um, it, it will be critical, won't it? I mean, retaining the best of our current squad, and if we can acquire quality at the level of a Jed Wallace or somebody very similar to him, you, you're not going to get that for nothing. So it will require investment if the club is serious about getting back into the championship, certainly via the top two, because I, I don't like the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate Wembley. <laughs> I was going to come up... I don't, I don't enjoy the day out. People call it a day out. It's a fucking nightmare. It's shit. You can't sit where you want to sit. You go and sit, ask a third-party fucking ticket supplier to sell your tickets... You sit online for fucking four hours trying to get through. It's just everything is bad. It's a nightmare. Can we go up as champions and just win it at the den? Champ- champ- champions are second. I don't mind which, but no, I, I, I mean the the, the two um, playoff games were kind of Titanic events, and um, I enjoyed going up at Bradford. I enjoyed it. That was a Millwall day out, and you know I enjoyed the game at the den last week's Friday night game. I mean, apart from the the late shenanigans um, while the game still in play, which um, I thought were a bit moronic, but okay, we'll go with that because it's Millwall wall but no yesterday I, I don't like Wembley as a stadium I don't like it as a as a, as a as a venue for watching football matches I find the pricing there exorbitant I mean you know buying um blokes buying pints of beer for silly money you know certainly everything is is, is almost um, double priced in there and it's like trying to play your football at Westfield Shopping Centre in a way it gives you that kind of feeling so it's all very pleasant but it ain't a football venue at all Harry is it no, you try and get a bit of atmosphere going, you try and sing, you can't hear your own fans on the other side, no. let alone sing down the length of the pitch, it just goes up out into the air, it's, it's shit, there's no other word for it, it's shit, I mean, it, we've, had better atmosphere. we've had better atmospheres at Old Trafford when we won in the Cup semi-final. The Millennium Stadium, a fantastic atmosphere, 2004, you know. It's, it is peculiar to that, that stadium. I, 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 you know, far be it for me to pity West Ham, but that's what they're going to get at the Olympic Stadium. I don't think these places are designed for any kind of acoustic sensibility. Certainly, you're right. Sitting there yesterday in what felt like an armchair, I could have fallen asleep at one point because I felt quite comfy and nice, but there was no atmosphere worth the name inside the ground. Yeah, it is shit. There's no other word. Hopefully, West Ham realise that. And uh They'll find that out. <laughs> God, God fucking hope help Tottenham when they're playing Champions League football and let Ronaldo, Messi, Suarez have all that space to run into. Fucking hell. I wouldn't have a criticism of the Wembley thing. I mean, we, 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 you know, we, I'm not going to add fuel to the online fire that's going on at the moment. We all saw what we saw yesterday. Um, but the poor organisation of the place. I mean, why the fuck were Barnsley fans allowed into the upper tier directly next to Millwall supporters when there was an entire half a stadium's worth of empty seats there, Harry? You know, who, who put them there? Why would they put them there? Why would you not mix them in with the other empty seats that were clearly visible? within the Barnsley section or stick them down the other end near the scoreboard. The, the organisation of the place is incompetent, yet it's all dressed up in the finest of clothes. It's, I, I, I absolutely hate the place. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I've seen, as you said, millions and millions of bullshit online, you know, for, ranging from we've shot someone with a shotgun. That was, that was my personal favourite, <laughs> we've shot someone with a shotgun. Um, but it was all from the same... I don't know if anyone's seen... I think it's the Echo News Shopper is the uh, main offender... Um, There's another one as well as a Sky News parody account that makes it look like it's the real news, but it's a par- it says it's a parody when you actually go onto the, the Twitter feed. But similar to that that uh, whatever it's called, Parish Forest News or whatever thing is. Yeah, it, uh, they were uh, they were the ones after the Bradford game singing that we uh, were singing songs taking the piss out of the Bradford yeah, statement. the fire, and you think you're you're just you're you're worse than the people that you're claiming are fucking doing anything because you're creating bullshit that's offending millions of people or thousands of people or whatever that isn't true and if you done that if anyone actually had a fucking legal brain it's libelous you'd get fucking sued and fucking whatever but it's Millwall, so it doesn't matter. We don't care, but it's 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 more laughable. It doesn't really fucking wind you up. It just makes you think how sad must your fucking life be that you sit there waiting for Millwall to kick off yeah. to, to add to add shit on, you know? Um, it's the fact people believe it. I mean, there's one story on there about people getting stabbed, uh, Barnsley fans getting stabbed, um, stuff about disabled Barnsley fans getting tipped out of their wheelchairs, shit like that. Um, 
you know, it's bollocks, but people want to believe it. They retweet it as though it's the truth. And I think, was it Joseph Goebbels said that, Harry? You know, repeat a lie enough times, it becomes the truth. And that's the danger of these these kinds of fake news accounts. Um, I, 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 why Twitter tolerates it, I don't know. It seems to put up with all sorts of nonsense on there, but... Um, shocking. Some of the some of the stuff they they're inventing there is it is laughable, and yet it is deeply um, offensive as well. Yeah, and it, it is you know it's um, it's shit like that. I don't think it's so much. I mean, we all sort of got, went on yesterday. I don't know any ins and outs. It was you know it was up in the gods compared. I, could, I couldn't tell you who was fighting who, mate. It was so far away. I couldn't see what was going on. I mean, I don't know anyone. Fair play to the blokes who got their fucking lenses out to get that far out. Big muster lens bit. It must have to take four men to fucking carry it to shoot people from up there. Um, but fuck, fuck knows. I mean, the other laughable aspect of that is if it's in the fifth tier of Wembley, let's have a bit of common sense. Why the fuck is there a disabled fan in the fifth tier of fucking Wembley? God, man, no, no. God. Floor. What's he done? Levitated his way up there as he's fucking... Angel's wings or something, I don't know. One thing I do know we're missing out on the British Olympic team. I posted on Twitter last night the speed with which some of those Barnsley fans scattered when, when it did seem to kick off. Well, I think we need them in Rio because they, they move very quickly, I'll say that much. Um, but no, the, the ins and outs of it, I couldn't tell you who started it, who said what to who or what, what kicked it off. But um, it seemed to be forever Again, as as we had in 2013 with poor stewarding and then poor policing, and these things seem to be left to fester and, and build up rather than deal with any minor incidents quickly. They seem to just ignore them and let them um, multiply, don't they, Harry? It's, it, it, I, I think it's an incompetently run venue, personally. Well, it's either incompetence or it is just pure... It's just pure... We want it to happen. It's, it's almost they want it to happen. I can't see any other football ground that you go to where you have four stewards holding back thirty thousand people. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. As you said, it is no. incompetent at the highest level. Um, but they, it's all to do with the atmosphere of the stadium. They don't want rows of stewards there to ruin their brilliant, you know, no. fabricated bullshit of modern football and let's all clap hands and have a fan dance cam and have the Super Bowl fucking firing T-shirt bullshit at you. I don't, I don't, what is this? This isn't football. Give me the fucking den on a Tuesday night half empty any fucking day. It's much better than that shit. Oh, in all fairness, we went up to uh, Berry about a month ago now, since we went up to Berry, it kicked off a little bit up there. Um, Berry dealt with that more quickly, more speedily and more efficiently. Their stewarding was straight to the point. Um, on both sides, some blokes probably got a little bit roughly manhandled away from the action, but they're involved in a fight in the first place. And it was over and done with inside a couple of minutes. It was all dealt with, gone, you know, and... The, I thought, well, that's, that's something to say. And Berry FC can deal with a kickoff better than Wembley Stadium, the so-called National Stadium. But that's that's the truth of it, mate. It's just shit all round. I mean, I was waiting for watching it. I was waiting for a few of the Millwall chaps to, uh, as it's a circular venue, we had them running one way. If someone had had the bright <laughs> idea to attack from the other side, we would have caught them in a sort of dunker. A pincer. <laughs> movement. And that, and that would have been that. We would have, uh, would have settled it there and then. But unfortunately, they allowed them to retreat. No, fucking, it's just... It's shit, and it? It, it it's it's they're in the fifth tier. There's stewards down on the on the bottom floors where you've got to climb over what can only be described as sort of nineteen eighty esque pitch invasion barriers the other yeah. side of Wembley. So where the fuck are you gonna climb over there to go where I don't know? Or do you put them in the fans to separate two groups of fans that have probably been on piss all day? It's it's not hard to work out if you've been to any game ever where to fucking put the stewards, is it? The levels of security were poor. I mean, I don't want to flog on about the the kickoff yesterday too much, but going to the game, I'd read online, expect to get searched, give yourself extra time to get into the stadium. We all know what's going on in the wider world, and I, I thought fair play if they're searching for people with, um, you name it, that, that's, that, that's a good thing. I don't have a problem with that personally. But honestly, Harry, I mean, I, I don't know if you got searched. I didn't. I strong passed. I could have had, I had quite a bit of stuff stuffed in my pockets because I carry my microphone, my, got my wallet in there. It could have been anything. But they didn't seem to be too... The so-called high levels of security looked very free and easy. It was almost like going to um, Cairo Airport or somewhere. You know, walk this way, Mr. Terrorist. You know, that kind of idea. Um... I, I find it quite appalling, and yet now we're, we're we're taking the moral indignation of the world on us when you got to look higher than you know the, to the highest levels that run the Wembley Stadium at the FA because they tolerate this shit. Yeah, I think I think it's searched. I mean, the, the, the most extensive searching I've ever got is a uh, at QPR 
where um, I think I searched eight times in a half a mile stretch to get to the ground. <laughs> I think you had that indignity as well. I think I did. I think I did. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it's bollocks. It is, it's just, it is unbelievable. I mean, to be honest, we should have, if we had the, if anyone had planned it, maybe that could have been an idea. We could have had one of them fake bombs from the Man United uh, <laughs> fake attack and we could have used it at 2-0 down as some kind of get Webster back fit and we'll play the remaining game next Sunday or something. It would have been all right, but... Um, it's fucking, it's fucking unbelievable, isn't it, really? If you think about it, I hadn't thought about it until you've just said, but it is quite shocking. I could have been blown up watching that shower of shit. So. Chance would have been a fine thing, mate. All right. Let's close it out there. I think we've probably over, done enough of yesterday's debacle. Uh, it did feel like a debacle. Very disappointing day. No, not much more we can say about it. Are you looking forward to the new season, Harry? Let's look forward. Are you looking forward to August? We've got a bit more of a southern feeling to League One next season. Uh, Charlton, Wimbledon, um, after today's playoff are in, in, in the mix now. Um, we've got a few teams knocking at Oxford, um, Northampton. It's got a little bit more of a, a lighter feel to it next season rather than these endless northern trips that we've been lumbered with this season. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice league. I mean, who the fuck wanted to go to Newcastle away anyway? Poor <laughs> Um Yeah, no, I mean, all joking aside, it is a, it's a lot better league in the terms of, for us, I don't think there's as many um, as many big clubs there, I suppose. I no. was looking yesterday at the odds. Sheffield United, again, favourites. Fuck knows why. They've been there all this time and done fuck all, but everyone makes them favourites still. Um yeah, I suppose just, just the sheer size of the club makes them favourites, I suppose, but yeah. you're right. They don't do anything. Um, I think we'd be all right. I, I thought we'd be all right for a long while. Um, sort of whether or not we went up this season or, or not, I think we're all right now. We've got the right man in charge. We've got an academy that seems to be producing one or two first-team players a year. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what seeing what we do ne- next season. Maybe maybe we'll push on. Maybe it'll be automatic. If not, it'll be the playoffs again, I, I dare say. And uh, hopefully... We'll be promoted back to the championship, and uh, or we'll be right with the world again. Well said, mate. Well, I'm going to close out with a, a, a post that Bermondsey boy put on Twitter yesterday, which I think captures what what you've just said and what we've said between us on this show. Bermondsey boy said, "I ain't I ain't letting losing one game." spoil what for me has been the best season in some years and I think that's the way to look at one poor performance does not besmirch a fantastic season for Millwall so I want to say thank you to you Harry for coming on the show again I want to say thank you to all the listeners for tuning and everyone that's been involved with Acton Millwall this season I'm sure we'll see you again in August been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.